0: It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com, top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more Fantasy Points. Welcome to the Week 15 Waiver Wire Podcast at FantasyPoints.com. I'm Joe Dolan, that's Tom Brawley. The good news is bye weeks are over. There's six teams are not on bye this week. Nobody's on bye this week. The bad news is, Tom, we need each and every one of those teams available because there was a massacre out there in week 14 with some of the injuries, especially on Monday night. I mean, you're going into that game. Oh, I only need five points from Kyler Murray, and I'm going to make the playoffs, or I'm going to get a bye, and you don't get it, obviously, because Kyler – suffers a serious injury. Ramondre Stevenson goes down on Monday night. We've got Debo Samuel injured. We've got Damian Pierce injured. I'm sure I'm missing. Got T Higgins. Uh, I have the. I'm, I have boy. that
1: entire list here. Just in case Every anybody's, you know, we got Tyler Boyd. We got T Higgins. Uh, Tyreek Hill's got an ankle issue. We're going to be falling. Jeff Wilson got hurt. Uh, yeah. And, and some lesser quarterback. Yeah. So this, ugh, just an absolute bloodbath in week 14. People are going to be scrambling i don't know how much help we you know that is out there on the waiver wire at this point we'll try to guide you in the direction of some good players but hopefully you you have you know you you've made it this far you're into week 15 so hopefully you have a pretty strong roster hopefully you might only need a piece or two to to get you get your team over the the finish line but yeah this is this is a r- that was a rough week 14 usually the injuries start to thin out
0: as the season goes along but th- this one was this week was particularly bad so it, it normally when we do the waiver wire podcast i like to almost do like a <sighs> for lack of a better term, storylines, like, oh, let's start at the wide receiver position where we have the storylines. Tom, there's so many injuries out there. I think I'm just gonna go position by position today. We're gonna start with quarterback and go down running back, wide receiver, and tight end. How does that, that sounds sound
1: perfect to me because yeah, there's certainly yeah, as we said, all the injuries at all the different positions. So there's people are hurting at every position. So we'll we'll go back we'll go through the order here.
0: Uh that sounds fine to me. So
1: let's jump into the quarterbacks.
0: It looks like Mike White is going to play for the Jets this week. He says he's okay. Um, He's still available in like 80% of leagues. Um, His schedule the next couple of weeks, not bad. I mean, Detroit's defense has gotten a lot better, but it's become a lot tougher for running backs. As a matter of fact, I think over the last six weeks, they're giving up the fewest fantasy points to running backs. So the Jets have been a very pass-heavy team with Mike White at quarterback. Um, he's got Detroit and Jacksonville the next couple of weeks. Absolutely, they're going to be playoff teams with Mike White starting. From. Yeah, he's, and he's. you look at
1: that schedule. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, we'll touch on one of his receivers that's widely available as well later in the podcast at Wide Receiver, who I think is probably uh, the top ad potentially uh, if he's been dropped. But you know, White, they've shown since he's come into the lineup that they're willing to throw the ball as well. Uh, in this game the, the the next two the next three weeks against Detroit, Jacksonville and Seattle, I'm gonna guess even with New York's uh, you know pretty strong defense, uh, they're gonna be in the top half of the league in terms of point totals in those matchups so uh, th- those games have the potential to have uh, to be shootouts and uh, we'll, we just hope that this rib injury isn't too serious. It, it sounds like he's gonna try to play. Uh, so this this matchup with the Lions, uh, we saw the Lions, uh, they gave up plenty of production to Kirk Cousins last week. So we, we could see a similar type of performance from Mike White. Uh, so I, I think he's, even with the rib injury, I think he's worth an ad. Uh, hopefully he's able to play. We'll get more information as the week goes along. But he was able to come back into that game uh, after that brutal hit by Matt Milano. Uh, folded him up, and uh, but he was... He toughed it out, even went to the hospital after the game, but it looks like he should be able to go, and he's going to be – I don't know if he's going to be a QB1 type, but he should be at least like a top 15, top 16 kind of option this week.
0: And the other two guys who are widely available, and these are the guys we're going to focus on here for the podcast, are these two rookies, Tom, Brock Purdy and Desmond Ritter. With Purdy, we've seen it now, and it looks like – you know he's got he's got a little gunslinger in him, and and he'll uh and and I think Kyle Shanahan trusts him, which is great. Um, the question now becomes for P- Brock Purdy with Debo Samuel being injured, um, the the supporting cast doesn't look as good for Purdy, uh, and then for Desmond Ritter, we know the supporting cast is terrible. So, uh, what are what are your uh, thoughts on these two? Rookies? Yeah, Purdy has been basically
1: like Jimmy Garoppolo since he stepped into the lineup. Uh, you know, not a. Doesn't have the huge ceiling because of, uh, you know, the way they play offense. It's kind of slow and deliberate. and But he's been able to feed Christian McCaffrey, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, and not so much George Kittle, but uh, and Debo Samuel up until he got injured. So uh, they're, they're distributing the ball, and uh, we're, we're, there's some potential for some scoring here against the Seahawks on, on Thursday night. They have a quick turnaround. He did have a little bit of an injury to, to follow this week, but it, it looks like he's going to be able to play uh, – I think it was an oblique injury. Uh, They also have the Raiders in week 17. So if you're playing in two QB formats, uh, that's uh, one of the better matchups in the league. So uh, he's, he's run this offense. Well, there really hasn't been much of a drop off through basically two games here. So I, I I think he's, he's certainly on the radar at this point, who would have thought uh, just a couple of weeks ago that Mr. Irrelevant um, would be a factor here down the stretch, but He's got all the weapons that you need, and uh, you know s- strong play calling, and he's got the plus matchups in two out- two out of the three weeks here. So uh, Purdy's Purdy's on the radar if you're playing in two QB leagues. Uh,
0: and, and with Desmond Ritter, um, I, yeah, I, I think it makes entire sense that the Falcons are going with him. Um, what was uh, I saw Marcus Mariota's headed to IR, um, uh. So, yeah, I mean, look, I would think that means he won't get back in the he mix. At least has a long leash here this week. I
1: mean, they're they're going fully into Ritter uh, with Mariota going on the IR. That was kind of a bizarre move. Uh, didn't seem to have uh, much of an, you know, there he was playing every week. Uh, never never stepped out of the lineup. But uh, Ritter, he's he's got some tolls. He was he ran a little bit in the in the preseason. Had fifty six rushing yards in limited action. Uh, you know, ran a little bit at at Cincinnati. So he has that. He checks that box and uh, certainly has a big enough arm. But, yeah, as you said, Joe, the problem is this offense, they want to be, you know, they want to run the ball. They want to run the hell out of the ball. And now we get a rookie quarterback. Uh, I guess the hope is maybe they open it up a little bit. Uh, This is kind of like a four-game dress rehearsal for him. They want to see if they have something. They're going to be drafting top half of the draft. So, they, you know, they probably want to – Address the quarterback position this offseason anyway. I think they found out that Mariota probably isn't the long term solution if they're pulling the plug and going to Ritter here. So hopefully they kind of open it up maybe a little bit more with Ritter to see what they got in them. Uh, this is a team that's still kind of battling for the NFC playoffs uh, with that wide open NFC South. But um, you know he's still you know he does have Drake London. It's not like he's totally devoid of weapons at receiver so hopefully they they let him throw it a little bit more than they were with Mar- Marcus Mariota uh, to see what they got uh, with this rookie quarterback. Uh
0: at the running back spot uh, Tom uh, on our article we have top targets as Travis Homer but here's the thing. Kenneth Walker was able to get in uh, a limited practice uh against the uh, uh, uh on Monday. So it's looking like Kenneth Walker could play on Thursday and I'm not that excited about Travis Homer anyway. No. The situation that I think we really need to break down is the New England Patriots situation. If Ramondre Stevenson is to miss some time, uh, obviously both rookie running backs, uh, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, scored touchdowns for the Patriots in last night's game. But Stevenson made it back into the games, indicating that injury might not be terribly serious. And Damian Harris could be making his way back from a thigh injury. So that is a really, really complicated situation. Yeah,
1: this feels... Very, you know, it, it's a better situation overall, but it feels a lot like the Seattle situation last week. We spent a lot of time on that, uh, trying to figure out because the top two guys were injured. Uh, Damian Harris has been out for a couple of weeks now. He picked up that thigh injury on Thanksgiving Day, so you'd think that he'd be starting to get close to maybe a return, but he didn't practice at all last week. And we know the Patriots, I mean, if you basically Uh, do a little jog on the practice field you get you get a limited practice so uh, so he didn't even get a DMP for the Patriots in a a Patriots practice last week so it's I, I would kind of tend and that was a Monday night game so that's you know one day closer to the to week 15 so I would think that he's probably more on the doubtful side to play Ramondre I mean he you know had he did come back into the game but the pads came off pretty quickly after that one series he you know he was in he, he wasn't right they tried to throw a couple passes to him and he dropped one which he never does and uh, basically stumbled over his feet on the on the next catch and uh, they pulled the plug after that so uh, i would think based on how they kind of used them i'm leaning more towards pierre strong he was the more explosive player he kind of had i mean if we think about the patriots backfield uh, at the beginning of the year it was Damian Harris as kind of the runner. Uh Ramondre is kind of the receiver slash runner. I think Pierre Strong probably fits more into the Ramondre box where he's gonna get the passing work. Uh he'll be ch- uh, the change of pace runner. Uh we're, we're we're as we're gonna see probably Kevin Harris more in the Damian Harris role. And uh just as anybody that was drafting this summer or uh, saw the early results this season, we want more of the guy that's probably the the pass catcher in this backfield. So uh, if I had to lean somewhere, uh, I would probably go Pierre Strong, uh, Damian Harris, and then Kevin Harris if I was, you know, prioritizing uh, the the waiver uh, priorities out of this backfield. but um, And of course, this is the Patriots, so we're going to get zero information out of it. So this could go down to Sunday, so be alert on the news uh, as the week develops. But uh, that's how I'm kind of looking at the backfield heading into uh, heading into the week here.
0: Uh, so, uh, the other backfield situation I think we need to break down is Houston. Not that I'm no. terribly interested in this. I think it could, it probably could wind up like, uh, like the Seattle situation where there's really nobody worth having. Um, but Damien Pierce is expected to miss a game or two. This is per Aaron Wilson. He called it a mild high ankle sprain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and right now we're in week 15. That could in theory, knock him out the rest of the season. Um, the Texans Despite that, cut Eno Benjamin this morning. So that leaves Rex Burkhead and Dario Gumbawale as the only two running backs on this roster. For the time being. I I, I kind of feel like this is might be
1: a uh, Royce Freeman gets elevated. Because, I mean, if you look at all three of those guys, they're all kind of scat back and uh, sm- on the smaller side. So I feel like we're probably going to get more news out in the next day or two that maybe Royce Freeman could be the... The, the, the lead runner in this backfield. But I, I would still probably prioritize Rex Burkhead. Uh, he, he's going to get his fair share of carries. He's been active. Uh, we have seen stretches. He got the goal line carries as well in that Dallas game uh, when when Damian Pierce couldn't go towards the end of the game and they, they, they couldn't get in on those uh, goal line chances, but he at least got them. So uh, I thought that was at least notable. But Burkhead will also get some passing situations. Uh, over, you know, with Dare and Goomba Wale. Uh, and this is a matchup. They got the Chiefs this week. So <laughs> huge underdogs. So I think it. Uh, we're leaning towards Rex Burkhead, but don't be surprised if we get news this week that Royce Freeman is going to be activated. I I feel like that was probably the des- the decision. They didn't want to have three guys that are kind of similar types in the backfield. They want to probably get Royce yeah. uh, Freeman into the mix as that more of that power runner, uh, uh, early down back that, Uh, they can, you know, hit, hit between the tackles there. So we're probably going to get more information on that. But uh, if I, if we're digging into this backfield, I mean, if I'm a Damian Pierce owner, I'd probably try to look elsewhere if I could for, for help. But if I had no other uh, outlets for, for help here, I would go to Rex Burkhead. That's, that's probably the guy that has the best
0: opportunity, but it feels a lot like, as you said, kind of like the Travis Homer situation last week. I, I mean, it is for as bad as the running back injuries are. This is about as bad as it gets on the waiver wire, Tom. I'm like looking here, and I, even with the injuries, like there's no clear cut guy to 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 pick up um, I mean, Chuba Hubbard's out there. I guess yeah. he's in a rotation with Deontay Foreman, and they're in the playoff hunt. Yeah, and they were they've been able to run the ball pretty effectively in recent weeks, and we saw the
1: saw the Steelers last week. I mean, they've they've been a pretty strong a uh, pretty strong run defense in recent weeks, but they got absolutely gashed by uh, a Ravens running, running attack that was really struggling until last week. So uh, there, there's no secrets what the the Panthers are going to try to do next week. And it's not like the Steelers offense is uh, potent and is going to run away from the Panthers and they're going to have to go real pass heavy in this game. So, uh, if you're you know, if you're betting on the over under uh, for time of a uh, game next week for the Steelers and Panthers, it's going to be probably under three hours. It's going to be it's going to be done before the four o'clock hour because the Panthers are probably going to try to run it thirty five to forty times with Foreman and Hubbard. So uh, I think Hubbard is certainly in the mix here, just just based on workload alone. Here in recent weeks, uh, you know, it's, he's not going to get you much in terms of uh, passing production. And he might lose out on opportunities at the goal line to Foreman, but He's at least getting touches in, in this backfield. And we also have an, an injury with DJ Moore as well. So that could that could make them want to lean into the running game even more. So yeah, like we're, we're really stretching for help here, but I think Hubbard at least has an opportunity to get 15 touches next week.
0: Uh, So Tom, if you're looking for like a, a game-changing guy on the waiver wire, this might not be the week for you. But if there is one out there, I would venture to guess it's at the wide receiver position. DJ Chark's been making an impact. Jamison Williams hasn't been playing anything close to a, a actionable snap share for fantasy. I know, I know Jamison Williams got behind the defense last week. Um, but, you know, I think he played like, what, 12 snaps in that game? The guy who I'm particularly interested in is Elijah Moore of the New York
1: Jets. I'm right there with you. Um, and he finally... It's been a struggle this year. He's been kind of stuck in rotations, and uh, he wasn't even used as the number two receiver. But Corey Davis went out of that game early with a concussion. Uh, And we've seen that these guys typically struggle to get back in one week. So he's probably, you know, he's more very much on the doubtful side to play this week. So that could leave it open for Elijah Moore to be the number two receiver. We already touched on Mike White, how they're, they've been very willing to throw the ball a lot. And this is a matchup with the Lions that uh, it's been more of a pass funnel recently. And we, I mean, if he's going to be used as the number two receiver, we, he saw a very promising 82% of the snaps, uh, 10 targets uh, in that uh, matchup uh, last week against the, against the bills. So uh, more is trending up here. It's, I know, A lot of people drafted him in the sixth round over the summer and just, just a a really frustrating season for him. A a supremely talented kid could have been a first round pick uh, a couple of years ago, Uh, went 34th overall. Uh, Everything that you want from a a potential fantasy stub wide receiver is there. And now the role might be there with, uh, with the Corey Davis injury. So, uh, and we touched on they—they they have great matchups coming up across the board. Even that Seattle matchup in Week 17, he plays more in the slot, which is you know you get you know he doesn't have to deal with the uh, woolen on the outside. So uh, there's a lot of things lining up here for more. Maybe uh, it's been a lost campaign so far, but maybe he starts to excel here in the fantasy playoffs. So he's been widely dropped. He's only 27% owned, so he he could be out there in your 12-team league, and I, I think. I, I have him in a, I picked him up in a leg or two over the last couple of weeks. Just seeing that potential of uh, almost like as a handcuff for Garrett Wilson. Uh, We we always talk about handcuffing uh, running backs, but uh, I did add more in a couple of legs and I'm going to be playing them in all my legs as a wide receiver three this week.
0: And uh, Tom, any interest, far be for me to talk about the Texans, but I was uh, talking to Paul Kelly on the Sirius XM game day show um and he had to he had to start Chris Moore oh in the ACI <laughs> uh, uh, any interest there or, or are we just staying away from the Texans who might just be a dead yeah I
1: right mean now? there's there's some juice there it looks like Brandon Cooks is still out of the picture here Nico Collins has a foot injury didn't really uh you know he picked it up last week and uh, never really came close to playing so Chris Moore he's kind of the guy there and they got the Chiefs this week, as, and they're huge underdogs. So they could he could be a PPR guy this week. So uh, the other one I want to touch on, uh, you know, Richie James has been uh, popping up here. A lot of it's been garbage time aided. So, I mean, that could end at any point. But he's been starting to make plays. He's only 1% owned still. I mean, uh, if you're looking for some deeper PPR help. And a guy that has kind of fallen off the radar in recent weeks, but I think needs to be on it this week just because of the matchup alone is uh, Paris Campbell and maybe even Alec Pierce. If you're really digging deep here, this, this Vikings secondary, we're, we're picking on them every week. They're just giving up so much production. Uh, it's them and the lions at the, you know, at, in terms of giving up productions of wide receivers. So uh, I think this is a chance for, you know, this passing game to, to bounce back a little bit. Uh, so I, I think they're back on the radar after some down yeah. weeks in, in recent times.
0: Uh, and at the tight end position, I hope you listened last week. I'm pretty sure I mentioned oh, him yeah. because he was available in like every league. Chigakonquo of the of the Titans. Now maybe the Titans get Traylon Burks back from the concussion. They cannot take this young guy off the field, Tom. They cannot do it. They have no passing game, um, even with a Conquo but he is somebody who can help them create explosive plays, and they need that. Yeah, and he's
1: he's been trending up for the last couple of weeks. He's been up over 31 receiving yards in six straight games, Uh, and he had his best game of the season. It was a lot of garbage time in that game. Uh, You know, they fell behind by multiple scores to the Jaguars, which certainly helped, but uh, the Titans are trending in the wrong direction. They're three-point underdogs on the road. Against the Chargers, so this could be more of a pass-heavy script. Uh, just playing against the uh, playing against the Chargers, although the Chargers have the worst run defense in the world, so I'm sure they're going to try to run the run the hell out of the ball while they while they're within striking distance of the Chargers. But uh, I think he's certainly trending up, uh, upside guy. Uh, and we'll see about Traylon Burks' uh, status. If he's out again, I think Bur- uh, that that makes a Quanquo like a guy that I could. Definitely play it. Burks plays, you know, he certainly loses some appeal. Um, You know, Burks is a guy that commands a lot of, uh, has started to command a lot of targets before his injury. So, uh, but a is certainly on the radar. And Joe, this is a guy we don't currently have on the the waiver wire report, but we have to talk about him because uh, I was looking through, uh, you know, Yahoo things today. Mm -hmm. Jeff freaking Driscoll is listed as a tight end. Uh, and he got like a Taysom Hill type of rule last week. Uh got seven carries. Uh, I, I, he had a touchdown too. I can't remember if it was passing or I think it was a passing touchdown. So, I mean, we, we know the state of this tight end position. It's freaking atrocious at this point, but Jeff Driscoll, he got reverted back to the practice squad yesterday, but they could easily, you know, they could easily elevate him to the starting, to the roster this week. Uh, Keep an eye on it on Saturday, but I mean, if there's any kind of whispers that he could have a similar type of role, he played like 30, 30 some snaps in that game. So uh, it, it, you know, it was a pretty significant role. Uh, And if we can get a guy that's going to play some quarterback snaps at the tight end position with the way it is right now, uh, he has to be considered, but you got to check your format. Yahoo. I know specifically has him as a QB slash tight end. So Uh, I don't think I I looked on ESPN this morning and it didn't appear that he was there, but just check your format. I don't know all the leagues, but uh, there's a, there's a chance that Driscoll has tight end eligibility. So he, he could be on the radar here. If you're really looking for a potential cheat code at the position.
0: Well, Tom, this has been uh, a just a horrible waiver wire week. Quite frankly, I mean, uh, fr- thankfully there's fifteen teams. There, there's no it's week fifteen, and there's no more teams on by. But boy, this is about as bad as it gets. It's it's rough,
1: and it, it, I wish it was a little bit better with all the injuries, but uh, it, it just isn't. So uh, hopefully, we, we gave you enough names out there uh, to hopefully to hopefully help you out here. Uh, But yeah, the running back position, especially, I mean, that's, that's pretty tough. There's some, some key injuries there, but uh, just the situations are just real rough uh, again in the Seattle, New England and Houston backfields, but uh, just keep following the news. uh, Stay, stay tuned, especially to that Patriots backfield that could, that could uh, be important towards the end of the end of the
0: week. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Fantasy Points Waiver Wire podcast. Tom and I will be uh, chatting with you on Sunday mornings. Uh, well, we'll chat on Sunday mornings, but also on Friday afternoon about all the uh, the betting lines and the prop bets uh, this week at, at, if you have a Fantasy Points subscription. Now, that is the key. This week, we will be launching our super early bird special at FantasyPoints.com, getting you 30% off a Fantasy Points subscription. That will be the cheapest you'll get all year oh and by the way that's not just for the rest of this year it's for the entirety of next season as well so you're going to want to get on that stay tuned to your email inboxes or go to fantasypoints.com thank you for joining me follow him on twitter at, at tom brawley follow me on twitter at fg underscore dolan and we'll talk to you guys later in the